you run a creative business and you produce powerful creative work on a daily basis. But how do you produce powerful creative outreach? Meaning, how do you get the work? Well, today on the podcast, I'm joined by two really incredible creative entrepreneurs. They both had a dream and they went on a journey to go find it, to go make it happen, literally. So I wanna introduce you to Roberto Maya, partner at Evo Tech and Evo Studio, and Philippe Silvera, co-founder and executive producer at Moe Studio. These gentlemen went on a journey and discovered something and they're here to share it with you. And I know it's gonna make a really big impact in your business as it did in mine back in the day. By the way, in this episode, you'll hear my guests mentioning a thing called Jumpstart. Now, what is Jumpstart? It's a business accelerator. It's designed by creative business owners for creative business owners who basically want to supercharge their business in a very short, intense period of time. You can learn more about Jumpstart and the other accelerators that RevThink offers if you go to RevThink.com. What was the dream? Like, what was the desire that was behind, we want to run a studio and we want to do what? So I'll start with you, Philippe. Okay. Yeah, so remember like the the first interaction between me and Raf, my partner, about opening a studio was actually he came to me to ask someone for some advice on freelance work. By the time I was like a freelancer motion designer and and doing only this. And I, I studied with Raf in college and, and by having those conversations about like, freelance work, dealing with clients, working with agency, other studios and everything, uh, we started to basically have a conversation about the things we didn't like about the industry, about like how some agencies and studio would treat, you know, the, the freelancers, the workers, the artists, you know, and we were, we weren't like happy with this. And we started to say, oh yeah, so if I had like my own thing, I would do things differently. You know, uh, so basically it was the start of a conversation and they say, okay, so why don't we try to make our own thing? So this was the trigger that made us to start working and start building the studio and basically dive into this whole thing of entrepreneurship and learning business, marketing, sales and everything besides just opening after the facts and make something beautiful. And was the, uh, was the, was the dream of you we know that if we do this right, we will, what, produce beautiful work or make lots of money? Like, what was the result you were looking for? I would say, like, was basically a continuation from the initial path that I was in as a freelancer. So I, I thought about, like, being a freelancer with all the whole idea of uh, be able to work from wherever I, I was, you know, and actually... I would say I actually was in the pursuit of freedom, you know, having freedom of time and be able to control my time. And because uh, uh, I'm, I'm from a city next to Rio, Niterói, and it's a it's really close city. But because of the traffic there, I used to spend at least like one hour and a half, sometimes three hours to go to college or even to work. And I could only like think about all the time I was wasting in this, all the life I was wasting on that. So I was looking to have more control of my life, have like this kind of freedom. And and I, I thought about this initially as being a freelancer, you know, being able to work with clients and studios and agencies all over the world. But 
with the idea of Moe of opening a studio, I started to see how I could basically ex expand on this. And, and which, of course, uh, just running a couple of years after that, uh, allowed me to move to, to Portugal, to another country, the same for Raf, it's now in Barcelona, without needing to worry about moving in, trying to find a job, or, you know, uh, we know we could make the move, have the freedom to do this, and just move with our wives without needing to worry about that, because we could be running, operating our business the same way as we're doing in Brazil. Mm. Okay, Roberto. What was it like uh, for you in those days? What was the dream behind we're going to launch Avo Studio and we know there's something that's possible. We could, we could what, produce great work, make lots of money, be famous, what? Uh, I would say probably was, uh, was, was a similar mindset. I just wanted like more freedom in my life. And I, I had like, I followed that myth that uh, just great work would take me there. So I worked a lot. Uh, I had some success at the beginning because the work was great. So I actually got into got to work with big energy sector companies quick on on, on when the studio start. But uh, after I started hiring more people, things got I, I got into a little bit of struggle uh, managing this and having to sell. Went to those feast and famine cycles that I learned. Right. <laughs> Uh, a lot, a lot of time after <laughs> that, I was into, uh, and sometimes, and after some time, people just got being like hired from our company. They 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 started maturing in their with their work. They went from like uh, uh, internship to junior to senior artists, and they just started being hired by bigger companies. So I couldn't keep up with that. We weren't well paid. We were frustrated. We weren't creating that awesome work anymore after a few years. So we just like became to, to walk sideways and uh, I was very frustrated about it. I was thinking about closing everything. Actually, I was frustrated with all the way things were going. Uh, and then uh, I, I talked to Pedro. He was, Pedro was uh, started as an intern, my partner. Uh, he started an intern in the company. He became like an animator and then an animation director and then a, uh, like the creative director for the company. And then I just invited him to be a partner. Uh, and I said, you have to come with me. We go all in on this. We're, we're going to make it work, but we have to make it differently. And that was that, the precise time when we met Joel and talked to Felipe and we started Jumpstart and said, we have to do some changes over here or we, we, we can move forward. And that was the, the leap of faith we, we got at that time. Okay, so some years have passed now. Mm -hmm. And if I look at each of you, so Roberto, you and I, finally got to meet in person a few months ago in New York yeah, City, awesome. right? Which was mm -hmm. great, <laughs> super great. And what I thought was so interesting was hearing your story about being based in Brazil, you're working in Brazil, but it's difficult, it's frustrating. And as you were telling the story of what changes you made to make progress and to keep moving forward and to grow and learn, I remember thinking, oh, this reminds me of Felipe and Raf at Moi and their story, which, oh, they're also from Brazil. When you look at where you are now, can you think of what are some of, what's maybe the one or two biggest changes or decisions that you, right, that you guys uh, made that, is, that has propelled you to where you are now? 
I guess uh, the biggest shift was learning how to charge better because we knew we had the ability to produce great work. Like uh, I was questioning for you, uh, for you during Jumpstars, like, can you produce, if I, if I give this amount of money today, can you produce this kind of great work? And I said, yeah, of course I can. So charge for it. So that was the first shift. I had to charge better so I can hire better, uh, 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 better collaborators. And uh, I can do this great work that I know I can create it, direct it. I know I can deliver. I know how to deliver. I know how the process works. I know what clients expect from us. So why can't I deliver to the, like, to the biggest brands in the world if I can deliver to the biggest brands in Brazil, but sometimes I'm not well paid. And so that was the first shift. And then I started presenting like that. I said, no, I, I can't deliver this to you because it's, it's, uh, it's a limiting belief that you have that you can't deliver to those kind of brands because you're in a different country, because you don't know maybe uh, what they're expecting. But it's actually, we, we do a great work in Brazil. We have a lot of great artists here, super creative. Uh, and uh, sometimes the market just wants like artists like us, not like artists that are there used to, to work in the, in the daily basis. So uh, I present myself as a different, uh, a different way of delivering things, uh, uh, like a different way of creating things. We were there all over the place. We were getting deep into the work. We were trying to under, like the way we worked in Brazil already, but we just presented like that. If someone hires us, for instance, in the health goods uh, sector in the U.S., I would dig, I would I would dig that I would dig deep into their products. I would understand how that works, how they offer that. I would I would try to understand how to make them make more money, not just delivering assets in the end. So as things goes by, in the first opportunity that we had, we were like over their heads. They were like, "You are asking too many questions." I said, "I want to understand how this product works, so we can extract the most of it." I'm not trying to just produce a video. I'm trying to, to make you make more money in the end. So that's why I'm here to make this, this, this product thrive. So that was a different approach that they weren't expecting from us. And that you, 100% was, was, was uh, 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 you helped us get there to have this kind of mindset because we were a little bit afraid of, you know, getting there and showing how we can, we can deliver. And after that, we were just like, Campaign after campaign being hired because we have that kind of, of way of thinking about the process of how we can deliver more value in the in the in the end. So that's what we're trying to do each and every day, even more, so they can understand it's not as a commodity, but like a, a studio that can help them, you know, you know, sell more, try their products, uh, find different approaches. So that's what we are. I guess that's what we are doing differently than we did in the past. So Felipe, in, in, in your story, when you think back to 2017, was most of the work you were doing, you and Raf, was it coming from Brazil? Um, by the time, actually not. Like we, when we started, so the first year was actually when we had more work from Brazil. But we, since the beginning, we wanted not to be the Brazilian company. You want to be the company, like the, the international company, let's say. So the, nowadays we have people in five different countries, but it's part of what we when we started there. But I would say, especially think about the whole this whole process of coming from Brazil, starting the business there, and expanding internationally. I'd say a lot of the things that you have we did we did was more on the an internal part. So 
for example, one of the first things he, he, we realized and actually talked with a friend in, in California was that um, it's okay if we don't speak like the most perfect English ever, like a Native American, because we will never speak as good as a Native American. And a lot of Americans don't, don't speak as good English as they just expect them to speak. So one, one friend of mine that I met here in California, I had an opportunity to meet him in person. Uh, I was with my family and I said, oh, sorry, they, they don't speak English. And he said, okay, I don't speak Portuguese either. So that's fine. And it's one thing that we don't realize when you are from outside of, uh, let's say from the US or other markets like uh, the UK and Europe, is that it's not like, you don't need to be ashamed about like not having the perfect accent or, uh, you know, everyone can see that you are not from that country and not mad because of that. You know, people respect and they understand, okay, you're trying to communicate. You know, you, you have the advantage actually because you can talk in my language and I can't talk in yours. So we don't need to be afraid of that. So this was, was basically Joe, one of the things we had to have made the shift in our heads. Like it, it doesn't matter, like it's important to communicate, to deliver, don't need to be, uh, by not speaking as perfect as we, we have in our heads that we need to, it doesn't mean like we are less worthy than other people. And the same right. time as, uh, as Beto was saying, like there is amazing creative people in Brazil. A lot of them also run studios all over the world, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah. So one thing is like, our work is as, as good and even better sometimes than a lot of the works produced here in the, let's say the high markets on the top countries, if you can say like that. So this is also like another shift to realize that uh, where we come from is not like an disadvantage and actually gives us a different point of view from what everyone is producing on those markets. So someone, let's say someone, a company in the US, if they want to create something that is more international, probably like a company outside of the US would be much better to serve them on how to communicate and reach to different markets than someone that is only closed on, in New York and only lives New York lifestyle, you know? So this is another thing. Now, we have the many advantage that people don't realize. Like the people would say like uh, owners and, and artists from countries outside of the US and you, the high markets and don't realize the advantage they have. I love that idea of taking something that you might believe is your disadvantage and shifting your mindset and saying, this is actually an advantage. And it's making me wonder. So when you think back, Philippe, to right many years ago, how did you use that to your advantage? Was it helping people in other countries be curious about you? And, and then when it came time to actually make those connections and build those relationships, how did you do that? Yeah, so it was, was a little bit like what you said, like making people curious about, about us in, in a way that's sharing that we are just international team. I would try to be more as international and multicultural as, as we can. And I would say like not only the being from another country, but also uh, we start Moi, we are still like, we started as still a remote companies since day one. So uh, way before COVID pandemic and everyone learning or just accepting this way of working. So we also had this barrier. And this is a barrier that, of course, even if you have like a physical studio overseas, it's not like a, that big of a difference. But the, the remote work also 
came with um, like back in the day was something some companies were ex, ex capsicle and uh, some markets actually. And I had like a fun story actually. Uh, I was talking with this prospect one day. He, he was in New York and he, he New York and Chicago. I remember right now. And he has oh, so he said like oh, so um, because I remotely uh, you are a remote company and you no know, people are overseas and, and everything. So I believe probably gonna have like a better rates. Better rates equal like cheaper. And I was like no, actually it's the opposite. And I paused. And I and I wait for him to, for him to react. Like, uh, uh, sorry, I didn't understand. I was like, look, uh, if I was like in Chicago or New York, uh, I could have like the the best artists, the top talents of New York, Chicago. You know, I have this area, geographic area, and I can get the best. I can hire the best there. By being remotely, my geographic area is the world. So if I'm bringing in the best artists I can find in the world to work on our project. Does it make more? Does it make sense that it needs to be a higher price, right? That someone in a local area. So this is why another shift that we need to account for when we are overseas, when we are looking to, you know, bringing people from multiple places. Uh, we're not limiting ourselves this way. So uh, those are like one of the other things that we have to to do, and other and also change internally to be able to, you know. Bring this externally and and, and have a, a leverage, bring curiosity, trigger to curiosity, and you know, and 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 convert. So I love the, I love that silent pause, right? Like, do you just say the thing and then you just let that vacuum, the like the air, the air? What? You're not going to beg me for the work. You're not going to lower your prices. Like, nope, right? So Roberto, I'm thinking of. Um, in, in your case, right, when you and I connected in New York, I was almost noticing that you had this childlike joy and enthusiasm that, ah, I'm back in New York, I'm here taking meetings, I'm doing, right, doing business here, and there's all kinds of benefits, I think, you've discovered by doing work for clients in New York and in the States. But help, help us understand, how did you get there? Like specifically, what was the role of travel in moving your studio forward? So right after we finished Jumpstart, uh, I was in the process of organizing myself to start doing those trips and then COVID hit. So at first, I struggled with changing everything super fast, like most people had to do it. Uh, but I, I, I wasn't in the U.S. market right away. So I started like trying to get jobs from anywhere in the world. Uh, my first job landed internationally at that time was, uh, was, a, was a commercial for India, actually. We worked super hard with different time zones. I was hiring folks from all over the place, like New Zealand, Israel. I was doing insane, massive amounts of work, but it was, it was for an international brand at the time. It was like a, a big brand. And we got a lot of like, uh, great inputs from all these people that we worked with. And we're like, dude, if we could travel, it would be much easier. We were overseeing shootings like from, from Zoom calls. We were right there in the studio, even though we weren't. 
to get the shots that we need. So we worked super hard and we got a lot of experience like working with those guys. And that was like, uh, I, when, I, when I thought uh, I should be there, I had to go, to, but, but it was physically impossible to do it. So we started, we, we, kept, we kept like trying to, we used that work, you know, to, to, to start like prospecting to US clients at the time. And we, it was we more like surprised because it was a big brand, but the work that we did in, the, in that amount of time, like even we, when we weren't there was surprising for them. So we started using that kind of work and, and the work we did in the past to, to get there. And, uh, and, and we knew that as soon as we could, we had to travel and start doing this kind of, you know, uh, reaching out like personally that we knew it would change the game. So I started doing it um, remotely, like everyone else. We started reaching out to companies in the US. Uh, nobody responded at first. We kept doing because we knew it. it's like that when you start. I wasn't going to be there like uh, 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 personally. So I had to try to make some, you know, present like how we did it overseas at the time that people needed to do it overseas because nobody could, you know, uh, get in touch to each other. So they were like dazzled about how did you guys manage, you know, to oversee some shooting in India with folks working from New Zealand to fulfill like this, this delivery in one month. It was like shootings with composition, 3D, all like all different kinds of stuff. How did you guys manage to do it? So we explained the process and the process behind it, like, you know, uh, uh, got into like their heads. They were just like, so you can do this for us because we can shoot over there as well. We can shoot it here. Can you do some animation for us because we can shoot it? And then started building up. So we used that moment of, you know, uh, 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 truth <laughs> that we say, Pedro said that leaves a scar in his, like, in his brain because we worked so hard. We weren't sleeping for so long. But after that, we could use it to leverage our, our, our like our, this moment that we're trying to get into to new jobs in the US. And everybody was, was like, like I mentioned, like surprised about the way we, we, we pulled this off in one month at the time. So, every, so some big companies started hiring us because we did it for this big brand. They could acknowledge that. We could like send like, you can talk to this guy. He saw how we do it. And, and, uh, and then we started being hired. And then when I went to US, I like personally like uh, this year and then I met Joel, I was more like reconnecting with some of the folks that I've, I've worked for now two years after COVID hit. And they were super excited to renew contracts, to, you know, do new things. We were getting there to understand new business models, new way of doing work with them. We actually got back and had more work. We, we, we closed new contracts. That was something I, 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 I was about to share with you, Joe. We just closed new contracts just because we went there. So it's... It's something that we know we have to keep doing. It's the, it's the way of doing. And I know that a lot of people out there is afraid to do it. And it, it seems so counterintuitive to think, oh, I'm going to travel there and things start happening. But it's exactly how it happens. You got to put yourself out there, just how to speak with the things you do. Sometimes you think the things you do doesn't have value. But it's mostly because you don't talk about it with other folks. When you start talking with people, they perceive the value say, Dude, how can you manage to do this and this amount of time with this amount of people in so many different time zones? Can you explain to me and say, how can you do this for my brand as well? Uh, and, and, and pay a visit whenever you can, because now we can't do this kind of travels again. So it's, 
It's been great. We already scheduled like two more uh, visits in New York this year, uh, just to you know keep knowing new brands and stuff. So it's been it's been great so far. I hope it it it's respond it's answer to your questions. Yeah, I would say like the the traveling when you are either remotely or overseas is one of the best things we can do actually. So it's counterintuitive as you're saying, Roberto. It's like uh, okay, you are another part of the world, you know, or even far away, but having the the opportunity to be in person, even if just like a for for a coffee or, you know, just a small time. It's a, it's a completely different experience that you have with a, with a client or a potential client. And you, it's much better. You can, it's it's easily, you can easily compare like uh, what is going to feel better, like grabbing a coffee or reading your email. You know, what would be the best experience that you can provide to someone? So uh, one, actually, one of the first opportunities I got to to travel with the company was to meet a client. They would start doing like a a, a big project with this client. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember, Joe, when we, we met in London. Oh, yeah. We had that amazing lunch that we forgot to take a selfie. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm still <laughs> mad about that. Yeah, the selfie that never happened. So uh, this was one of the first opportunities and and and, and the bonds that can be created, uh, especially with the clients. So, so people like to say, like the people you already know, but you, you've been, Having having developing this relationship for uh, months or years, doing work of that, but it doesn't mean because you are in a different place and different country or work remotely, you don't you cannot be in person with this with these people. And for new opportunities as well, uh, you know the the biggest excuse that I learned with you, Joe, was oh I'm in town, so love to grab a coffee, say hi. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah, right. We did a couple of those. And because of COVID, of course, we couldn't be traveling again, especially to the US for two years, basically. So so last year was when I started to go back to this. So I also went to New York as uh, as about, as but earlier in the year. And, you know, like this year we have like a uh, a cup of travels already planned for uh, for us, which is, is great. So I, I love this. Um, uh, not only the idea, but actually, like, just just be there, you know, uh, just be there and moving around, and not only be there and getting to meet a new a new city, new opportunities, and all that, but also coming back from places you've been before. So those relationships that you you made, let's say, can be months ago or years ago, and you go back to town, and you you know, oh, I'm back in town. Let's see, like, grab a coffee. Let's talk. Because uh, I, I had opportunity to do this last year, and I, I saw how how even more important it is than just having this first meeting there. But also all those people that you know somehow somehow they weren't available and never managed to schedule a Zoom call later. You know they don't have an excuse now. You're back in town, so they're gonna miss this opportunity for a second time. I don't think so. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, Peter. Yeah, I was just doing some complimenting here. It's there are some subjects, like some sensitive subjects, that just come uh, comes up when you're in person. It's like it's a weird thing. You talk, 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 and some subject never. And when you're personally talking to someone, sometimes some things that would never like be around, or I don't know. Uh, even with us, like it's talking through here is different than talking in person. We like we feel like 
more excited about it. It's great to, 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 to hang out. So we just talk about all these different subjects and some subjects like change folks' lives in, in terms of projects, in terms of things, the way, the way they think about, think about things. So it's, it's, been, it's been great in so many levels that I can't even like just, just go and do it. It's like, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I think you make it. That's a really interesting point that there are some topics, there's a certain level of intimacy that won't happen until you're in person. So let's play a little game. Let's pretend that I run a studio right now and I'm maybe a small studio, a couple people, and I, I'm in some distant country somewhere in the world, meaning not in the US. And I say that to the two of you, that's old school. Who needs to travel? Didn't COVID teach us that we don't have to travel? We don't have to spend that money. We don't need to be face-to-face because I have email, I have Zoom, I have FaceTime. Like, you guys don't need to get out there in the world and travel. You could be just as successful and I will be just as successful as you, but I don't need to put myself out there. What would you say? I would say like if that's something that COVID thought us what is that we need the human connection more than ever being person with someone more than ever we all learn to use zoom we all learn to you know do everything digitally but then how we missed being around people and i know everyone had this like the friends and families they they wouldn't be able to they weren't able to be together so i think like at one point the open and people are more open like i said like the remote work after this was way better seen or way more accepted in many companies in many places but but yeah we, we you know this human human let's say human touch <laughs> human connection there it's a uh, it's something that we we miss so like better was saying there are some conversations that just don't happen uh over zoom just because like okay when we open a zoom camera so you know you, you make sure there's nothing in your eyes you know you, you organize your hair especially because you can see yourself and you, you behave in a, self, in a certain way that is okay i'm a professional um situation here these are the topics you're going to cover and uh, we know we don't want to waste anyone's time you know especially on calls but when you are in person, like even it's for 10, 15 minutes, you know, you, 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 the conversation is way lighter. And I would say I, I feel way better when I'm doing like some first time meeting someone in person versus over Zoom, even though I've been doing this like uh, all day for a long time. But in person is way lighter. And I can be, I can be more myself. I see that I can see, I can be myself way more when I'm in person and, and talking and, and everything, then just doing it over Zoom. As good as I can be on a Zoom call, and uh, people that can see it, Joe, but you can see all the lights and you mentioned here in the beginning of the, our, our, our conversation. But yeah, it's a, it's, a different, it's a different thing. It's different when you can see someone in the eyes and, and, and talk. So Roberto, what would you say to me as that small studio owner who says, nah, I don't need to put myself out there. I would say something similar is it's great to do this. It is good to have these new skills about like doing the first meetings on over Zoom. It's, it's important for like the world change. Uh, people will do it like who keep doing it, but it's different when you're in person. It's like, it's like new levels of a conversation can happen. Like I've mentioned, there are subjects that, that on, will only like appear to the surface when you're in person. 
folks feel like more comfortable. I, I enjoy it even more. It's like I'm a I'm a people's person. I love to hang out with people. I love to have the opportunity to meet Joel again after a while. We met in Barcelona for the first time, actually the first international event we went like for years. Uh, it was great. It's like, uh, we just like to connect with folks. Uh, and I, I had like, I received one email from one of our partners that just, dude, uh, you're, you're taking me out of my apartment in New York, like for, I, I haven't been out so much. So it would be great to have a burger with you, you know, just talk about things, you know, it's uh, please let's do it. It's like, People are begging to go out and talk about different topics and different experience and, and, and meet face-to-face -face with folks that they like to work or they like to, to hang out sometimes. So it's important to, to, to keep doing it, not only for your business, but for your, 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 your mental health and for the, the sake of your, 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 the partnerships and the friendship that you get along the way. So I said, just, just go do it. You'll see it's different. Uh, if, you're, if you're like uh, hesitant about doing it, do it, do, do it once and see it. If we're talking, it's making sense after that. Don't, don't say it won't work if you're not doing it. Just, just go for yourself and see how it works. Just to complement here, Joe, quickly, just to give an example of how the topics and conversation can change. So usually on Zoom, we're going to have like, a, what, like 15, 30 minutes, one hour maximum of a conversation. So I had this experience last year in, in New York that, uh, you know, was supposed to be like a quick uh, meet and greet extending over to four or five hours because we're talking for a long time they're like oh are you guys hungry want to grab dinner yeah let's go get some dinner and all that you know and all and it happens because it, it only happens in person it's not like uh hey joe do you want to us do you want me to call like uh something on the door you can grab dinner we can eat in front of zoom no it's weird why why <laughs> please no but these things can happen when you're in person. So that's uh, what Barry was saying. Give it a shot. And just uh, to close as well, uh, there are a lot of opportunities that, because one thing is, of course, especially when we are overseas, that travel is expensive. Traveling to the US is expensive, especially. Um, and you can argue that why I would spend as well, not only the, using the Zoom and email, but oh, why would I spend a lot of money to, to be there for a couple of days and, you know, it's going to be worth it. Uh, our first experience, and you know this, Joel, we, we came out of the, the first trip was to California, San Francisco, LA. We, we actually started a new project while in the trip because of a conversation we had there. And curiously, and I don't think I told you, Joel, uh, from this trip that was 2018, uh, two years later, we started doing a project with someone that we met on this trip to a company that we, we did the travel, so we got to know each other. You know, I've been following up over the, the months, but nothing so crazy, you know, nothing so salesly or anything like that. But they were just, yeah, they reminded of us because, of course, we weren't just an email or a Zoom call. We were like someone who grabbed, grabbed some coffee with them and they were talking, even though it was a short period of time, but it's way more memorable than just... You know, a few words on screen. I just wanted to confirm that whatever that what Felipe said is totally true. It's like none of my meetings, my one-hour meetings that were scheduled like less less than two and a half to three hours. Like everyone was like, no, let's let, let's stay for a while longer because it's so so cool this interaction here. That would never happen on Zoom. And the second thing that is important for other folks to understand is uh, most of the interactions that happens later after your trip, after you get back, 
for instance, I'll give an, 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 an concrete example here. I'm just talking to a CEO of a company in New York that I've met like, like outreaching through email uh, regularly. Uh, that after I talked about like, oh, I just went to New York like in November, I was there, I went to whatever, blah, blah, blah. I talked about a few companies that I met there, I said, great that you met New York. It's like, he connects with you in a way that he wouldn't connect if you haven't been there and spoke to a specific person or went to the places that he knows. So he's there, now he's connected to you just because you went to New York like one, one, one month from now. So now we're going to a different direction that we could ever did with like, getting to deeper to to knowing that company like the president was in the, the conference call like the ceo was in the conference call just because we connected through this point of you know this this dip, this trip has this this kind of difference on the deal that we're working right now so it's it, it's so many different things reasons that you that you should keep traveling it's like the uh the, the one common thread i'm hearing in these stories that you're sharing and thank you by the way is this it's a level of connection that reaches empathy, right? Because Beto, the, the story you just told, the CEO can empathize, exactly. he can relate to you, he can, can connect with you on a deeper level because he says, oh, you've been to New York City, where I live, where I work, you understand me, you, you get me. There's something else there. And of course, I'm laughing, <laughs> Philippe, what you said about you would never order food and have a meal over Zoom. No, right? please, no, like I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm here in Los Angeles and there's the, a production company owner who is in town right now that's been wanting to, to take, you know, to pick my brain. And she says, let's, let's hang out tomorrow, uh, whatever last night. And she sent me an invitation that was five hours. And I laughed. I thought, who the hell sends an invitation that goes from <laughs> what six <laughs> o'clock in the evening until 11 o'clock right it was like wow it was like my whole calendar but then i realized oh well we're gonna go here and have a drink in west hollywood and then we went down to venice and we had dinner and then we said let's go back to hollywood and have a drink and we're i i don't know how that kind of conversation and then that, that level of connection would ever happen it any other way yeah Never. Never. And plus, and, and let's talk, let's let's be honest. It's fun. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of fun. It's <laughs> I mean, a lot of on. fun. You got to do work. You got new connections, and you have lots of fun. So there's no uh, downside on that. So especially if uh, if you plan to a place that you've never been before, you know, it wasn't what happened with me. Uh, so uh, I went to some place that I've never been before. I went there traveling and and traveling for work, and it was a great experience. So, Felipe, in your in your story, when you talked about how expensive travel is, which it is, what I heard you saying though was, from a business owner standpoint, the return on investment, it's worth it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, being real, like in, the, in our industry, easily whatever project you get in is gonna pay for your travel, right? It's like, like even those studying like small studios. Uh, the amount they're gonna charge for one single project, it's probably gonna pay gonna pay this travel even if it's uh, they're far away and everything. And the first project is just like the beginning of a relationship, a much deeper relationship, a longer relationship. So if you think about this, not all, all not only also the the first thing you can close with this new prospect, new client that you're met in traveling, but also the potential on, on the long run for this new relationship that you start building there. Yeah, I mean, I, I can certainly say I've seen studios that are small and young, and they learn how to charge higher prices, 
they start to travel, they go into a major market like the US, they land a client, and then several years later, they look back and they say, oh, this was more than a million dollars of work. Mm-hmm. And, and I, don't think, I don't think people quite understand what is possible. So I, I love how much you are encouraging, right? Uh, you're, you're inspiring each other and other owners to, to get out there. So let me ask this one last question and let's wrap up. Uh, Beto, you, so what, uh, what are you excited about this year? Where, where is Avo Studio going this year? Uh, this year, uh, we're organizing to go to a, a lot of events. Uh, we're so happy about it because we're going to meet our peers that we, we, we're already loving to meet every time we, we, we travel. Uh, this, this community that, that, that we got after Jumpstart, it's amazing. So we love to meet each other uh, physically right now, now with that we can. So we're going to a, a, a few major events internationally, uh, hopefully at least two or three this year. And we are already scheduling like two, uh, uh, two travels specifically to the US. I think we're probably going to LA one, one time and we're going to New York another, another time again. So we can meet different like companies and even maybe those guys that we're already talking right now that maybe we can close the deal. It's, it's very close to closing a deal. And uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's where we want to be next year. We, we're going to travel way more than we did this year. Uh, and we're organizing ourselves. Our budget is like, we believe 100% on this. So now we're going to, to accelerate the, the, the expanding on that because we know the return of investment. It's like, like obvious right now. It wasn't in the past. We were afraid. We were like second thinking about it. But now uh, we're having second thoughts about it. But now we're like, yeah, that, that's the thing that we, we need to keep doing. Uh, to grow our business and that's uh that's why we want to be and and and, and plus all the fun that it is it's in traveling and meeting <laughs> folks uh personally and you know right you know it's beautiful so felipe what's what's new for moe this year what are you excited about oh we're excited about exploring some new markets actually so this is like a one big thing for us uh we've been in the in the past years we've been investing a lot in a, a lot in marketing and many initiatives um but the past months we've been reviewing especially our positioning and uh which industries we want to serve and 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 get to learn from them and get to learn more about those industries and so this year just following up with the travel that Beth was saying so some of the meetings will be on getting to know about know more about those industries not only traveling to places and schedule meetings but also traveling to conferences where potential clients can be and they're around their the industry you know around the field and 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 be there to to met them but also learn what are the things they are discussing there and this is one thing we're going to be doing this year um and i'm really excited to be more like immersive more inside and and be able to let's say talk more on that language and provide even better solutions for them. Ooh, I love that. And and when you say speaking their language, you don't mean English versus no. <laughs> Spanish or Portuguese. <laughs> you mean their industry exactly, language. Exactly. Yeah. You know those things that we can yeah. we can talk here. Anyone from outside won't want to understand a thing you're saying. So I want to learn that about that industry. I, I want to be able to mm. communicate on on their industry language and not only on their animation motion design language. Well, I'm excited to see both of you out there in the world. I will be either applauding and saying, 
keep going. Um, or hopefully we will meet in person in one or more of these amazing places in the world. And I'm just super proud and excited for all the progress you've both made and very appreciative on behalf of your peers and our industry for sharing your perspective. It's awesome. Thank no, you. You're welcome, Joe. Thanks Happy for inviting us. hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> we, we should thank you so much for all the things we've been able to do so far. Of course, we have a lot of effort on doing this. Like this seed that you planted there is like growing and growing and growing. So yeah, everything has been a blast. So we grow so much and we grew, we grew so much in the last two years. So it's like, thanks so much. Yeah. You're so welcome. Please give my best to your business partners. And thanks again, guys. Make it a great year. You too, Joe. Thanks so much, John. Nice talking to you again, man. I want to tell you about a place to connect that you might not know about. It's our online community called Rev Community. It's a great place to get to know other creative business owners like yourself, to share some thought leadership and read other encouragement, to be challenged in this new marketplace, new technology, ideas, economic trends, and it's a place to research. Check out many of the resources we have online, our videos, and of course, this podcast. Join us today at revthink.com slash community. If you're a creative studio owner, feel free to join us today at revthink.com slash community. I look forward to seeing you there.